To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, you're never going to get me saying that the police have it easy. And likewise, you're never going to get me saying being police commissioner must be a cushy number. You imagine being the top dog in charge of the police force, not an easy gig. But pretty much like every job that most people wouldn't want to do, there are always others willing to put their hand up and give it a go, aren't there? Police commissioner, last job I'd want. Just like I wouldn't want to be a politician, but there are no shortage of people wanting to be politicians. Lord knows why, but they're out there and good on them. And thank goodness too that there are people willing to put themselves on the line every day and be police officers. And thank goodness too that there are people such as Andrew Costa who are prepared to take on the job of police commissioner. But I tell you what, when I heard him speaking to Heather on Drive last night, I really started to wonder whether he's up to it or not. Think back one year ago exactly, protests at Parliament. Uh, That was a time when I was scratching my head about the job Andrew Costa was doing. But it's the way he's handling things after Cyclone Gabriel that is really testing my confidence in him. Firstly, there's this steadfast refusal of his to bring the military in to do more than deliver stuff and fix things. We've talked, haven't we, about how reassuring it was to have the soldiers on the ground here in Canterbury after the earthquakes. And the head of Federated Farmers was talking about this on the radio this morning. He's from down this way. And he talked about how reassuring it would be for the people up north to have more soldiers up there bolstering the police numbers. It's a no-brainer as far as I'm concerned, but Andrew Costa just keeps trotting up the line that the police have it all under control and there's no need for the military to be on patrol up there. Then this this claim of his that more police are going into the cyclone-affected areas. This was after the public meeting up there the other night where residents said, you would have seen this on TV and heard about it, uh, where residents said at the meeting some of them are taking things into their own hands and arming themselves because they don't think there are enough cops to keep a lid on the looters and thieves. So he announces yesterday, that he, Andrew Costa, he announces yesterday that more police are going in. But when Heather quizzed him on that last night, it turned out that the number of police up there isn't increasing, but he's setting up pop-up police stations for people to go to. And when I heard that, I thought, what a load of nonsense, and I thought how stupid he was to think he could get away with setting up a few pop-up police stations and claiming that that amounted to an increase in numbers on the ground. And he was forced to admit that last night when he went on Heather's show. But it's the way the Prime Minister was misled that really takes the cake for me. Now what happened, you remember this, what happened was Chris Hipkins responded to media reports of road workers having firearms pointed at them, which was said to be one of the reasons why people up there felt unsafe and wanted greater police and military presence. Now I remember, you remember too, hearing the Prime Minister himself on the station saying the reports about the road workers were only second, third or fourth hand, rumour effectively and hadn't been reported to the police, which upset the road workers greatly. And since then, the Prime Minister has got the real story, and he's apologised to them for dismissing what was a very traumatic experience for them. And good on Chris Hipkins for fronting up on that. But can you imagine the words Chippy thought to himself, or even said out loud, when he found out that the information from the police, that his comments were based on incorrect information? Can you imagine that? Here's how the uh, commissioner explained 
what happened to Mike early this morning. I did not pass that information, but I have apologised to the Prime Minister that we provided his office with the wrong information. It was collated as part of uh, a whole range of things that went down to the Prime Minister's office for the daily briefing. Yeah, look, I, I understand, uh, you know, we should not get it wrong. We need to do better. The PM expects that. I expect that. And we will do better. I did not pass that information on. That's the admission from the police commissioner. And as a result of that, the prime minister was misled. Now, you imagine having a gun pulled on you by a bunch of crims and then hearing someone like the Prime Minister, of all people, throwing doubt on whether it even happened. Because that was the experience of those road workers up north. I'm sure they would have appreciated the apology from the Prime Minister. But here's the question. Should the Prime Minister be so forgiving of the police commissioner? Because when you're police commissioner, the buck stops with you, doesn't it? And as far as I'm concerned, Andrew Costa's handling of the situation up north leaves a lot to be desired. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.